Yo, 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 I'm Anthony, aka Rasta, and this is Get Right Fantasy Football. It's week 10, week 9's in the books, we're flipping the page to a new chapter, waiver wire ads, we all gotta do them, Frank and I are here to discuss guys you should get, guys you should pass on, guys you should maybe take a look at depending on what's going on with your lineups, so without any further ado, Let's roll those sleeves up and get to work. It's just Frank and I here, man. How's it going? How was Sunday? It was good. Good Sunday. You know, got to watch the games. Uh, My team had a very good showing, although they did lose, but uh, they gave a run to the money uh, for the uh, Steelers there. And uh, shoot, they almost uh, gave them the first L. Yeah, man, I couldn't believe that. And did you know that Gilbert, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Gilbert. Apparently his dad was the quarterback on the whole, the band is on the field game. Apparently his dad was on the losing team of that. In that game. And it was like, oh, really? The band is on the field game. (laughs) I did not know that. They said that. Can you believe that? That's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So there's a little fun fact for you. Yeah, no, I did not know that at all. That's cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. So what do you think was one of your kind of biggest uh, takeaways of, of Sunday, fantasy football related? Uh, well, I would say CMC coming back and then going away again. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say. The biggest takeaway of the weekend. I'd say one of mine was the quarterback play. Um, how about, you know, Josh Allen, you know, coming back, having a four-touchdown game, three in the air, one on the ground. And uh, maybe there's a new Drew in town, Drew Locke. He's actually in the top five over Drew Brees this week, thrown for 313 and two touchdowns. Another rushing touchdown for 47 yards and their big comeback win too. Yeah, you know, I completely agree. I mean, Drew Locke is – Coming into his own, really, I think. You know, hopefully he keeps getting the starts over there. And, you know, shoot, if you don't have him on your on your team, Drew Locke is probably definitely available. And uh, he's definitely somebody you should pick up, uh, even if you were looking at him as a matchup-dependent guy. Or maybe you're struggling at quarterback and somebody you definitely need to have on your roster. Might be worth a, worth a look there. I have a lot of good rookie quarterback play out there. Even Tua uh, came alive. Pretty nice to see him actually come out and be, you know, an actual passer. And, you know, to me, it's pretty impressive, you know, pretty efficient, 20 for 28, uh, 248 yards. You know, he just missed that 250-yard cutoff in our league, that three-point bonus, and uh, two touchdowns in the air and uh, another seven rushing attempts for 35 yards. So, you know, 25.42 uh, nice fantasy points. That's not bad for his second start. Yeah, that's a nice day. I mean, and uh, it should be, you know, brighter skies for him going forward. The team was doing very well with Fitzpatrick. So it, it would only take a matter of time, hopefully for, you know, him to kind of get up to speed with the playbook, you know, get, get comfortable with his receivers and so on. So that, you know, and obviously if it's only took him to this game to, you know, get that, that far advanced, uh, you know, there's definitely brighter days ahead of him. Yeah. And speaking of receivers, Jerry Judy, seven catches on 14 targets for 125 yards and a touchdown. I mean, are we are we looking to grab him now? 
Uh, I, you know, I know that I've seen him rostered already, and at least in some of my our leagues. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's been that consistent this whole year. You know, yeah, maybe this is his breakout game, and he'll actually start uh, being consistent. So that's the only worry that I have from him is is was this a flash in the pan or or is this the real deal? Right. Well, I mean, I I don't think you can argue with targets, right? You know, yeah, the targets, targets, but I mean, he only cuts half. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's also not that good. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. You know, and he is coming off 10 target targets last game as well. And again, he only caught four of those 10 targets. So it's not very efficient. Yeah. Um, you know, had that, you know yards. I mean? <laughs> right. But, you know, hey, looks are looks. So, um, again, maybe this is somebody you have to hold on to. And uh, he's had uh, 18 points last week and uh, 17. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had seven points last week and 18 points this week. So, might be uh, someone to take a look at here on the back half of the year. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, those numbers are good. Wide receiver two, you know, or even you know, flex play type numbers that if Casey need them like that. Yeah, for sure. And um, what about Curtis Samuel? Nine catches, nine for nine. You want to talk about efficient? Hundred and five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I think we already put him on the ad last week. And mm-hmm. uh, that kind of proofs in the pudding that it's going to continue. Uh, definitely, be, that's a guy to have for sure. And I think he's still out there in a number of leagues. So, if, you know, definitely pick him up. Yeah, we all thought DJ Moore was the guy that was going to come into that that workload. And, you know, we probably thought Curtis Samuel was the one to take a little hit once McCaffrey came back. But it was Moore who did. He only had two catches on three targets for only 18 yards. So yeah, to my detriment, I have DJ Moore on my team, and uh, mm-hmm. and he's been playing very well. Uh, you know, he's been very consistent. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they they find a balance. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that he's he's definitely got the talent. He's definitely you know was carrying the load for a while there. So I don't see why they would wouldn't you know come back to him. Maybe it was gameplay. You know, things like that happen. You know, right. Something I hope to definitely it's just keep a, an eye on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely keep an eye on. I'm still starting them again next week. Let's see what's go, what happens. Right. And again, like you said, the big big headline of the week, McCaffrey's back. You know, 18 carries, you know, so much for that 60-40 split. 69 yards, not very efficient. You know, he had a couple nice chunks here and there. Uh, he did get that rushing touchdown. But, geez, the reason why this guy is so important, 10 for 10 catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. You know, this guy is an RB1 and a wide receiver, an elite wide receiver one, all rolled up in one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, he was showing his, you know, uh, true form of a, a number one draft pick. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, he was out so long and then re-injured his shoulder and his chest, uh, something like that. And he's basically day-to-day or game-time to dis- decisions going forward. At least it's not a you know serious high ankle sprain, and uh, hopefully it's not too bad. Right, right. Yeah, at least it wasn't a re-aggravation of that ankle. You know, as a McCaffrey owner, you know the last thing you wanted to see was another ankle injury. So the fact that this is a new injury is almost a little more relieving. It was a little worrisome earlier today when they said it was you know pretty serious, and you know could be out for a while. Now reports are kind of saying that, like you said, he's kind of day by day right now. Um, so that's kind of a sigh of relief, but you know, this is a waiver wire show. So that probably means is Mike Davis, the number one waiver wire ad this week. I would say so. 
You've you've seen what he did in the past when uh, CMC was not there. Who wants to pass up on that kind of good production? And even if he's playing part time now, you still just got an RB two out of him. You know, if he's splitting carries with uh, CMC and splitting time, you know what I mean. That's uh, he's shown that he's produced and uh, definitely somebody you want to keep. Right. And, you know, my whole thing is, you know, depending on your situation, I mean, obviously for McCaffrey owners, he's definitely the number one priority uh, waiver ad. Absolutely. You spend, unload your fab budget, you unload that number one waiver claim if you are the McCaffrey owner and don't have Davis. But if you need other pieces, there are some other guys out there that will, you know, definitely get into here. Um, because, again, with until, you know, Wednesday, when we get that report of what's going on, you know, there's a good chance he still plays, you know, this uh, this Sunday or maybe he's only out one week. So uh, definitely, need, yeah. you know, something to yeah. keep an eye on. So, um, again, we'll know more, you know, probably by the time you guys are listening to this. Yeah, and all the more reason to keep Davis, though, you know, what I mean, all of them was roster him or bench him because in case he gets another injury or re-aggravates his injury, as you, as you mentioned, he didn't have a re-aggravation, but it could it could happen or, you know that this injury actually does keep him out for a longer time than expected. And then you got a guy for a week or two and, you know, again, a good proven guy. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a plug and play uh, RB one. Although he was kind of slowing down before, you know, McCaffrey came back, you know, who knows what that was all about. Um, But, you know, he's no doubt you're plugging him in uh, if you have no McCaffrey or, you know, if you happen to uh, be suffering some other injuries that we'll get into here. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously Mike Davis is, is number one there. So getting into some other injuries that were pretty brutal, man. Um, did you see that Kyle Allen? He, he Alex Smith is ankle there. You know, uh, I think that's what I was uh, referring to. It was this Allen <laughs> okay. uh, instead of Jared Allen. Because <laughs> I remember seeing the injury. I was like, I remember it was an Allen. Uh, yes, oh, there you I go. remember seeing it. Uh, I, I, I was like, well, the next man up. And Haskins still running uh, still at number two. Whenever there's an injury like that in the NFL, for some reason, my son Dominic and I, I always have to run and go get him and show him. And he and I watched oh. it together because we both watched the Alex Smith injury happen. I think it was, what, two or three years ago, almost to the day on the same exact field that it happened and then he has to come in after seeing that just happened to him can you imagine he comes in and has to play after seeing the quarterback do exactly what he just did and he has to go step in right after that i mean well hey the odds of it happening again are no than that he just has to wait wait it out for another year right can you imagine if he was actually (laughs) starting instead of uh, kyle allen and then that happened Oh, on the same field, on the same day again. Oh, man, that would have been brutal. So yeah. well, uh, definitely be out of football then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that would be a lot, you know. But I he mean, came in and his played life solid. At this point, I, if I understand it correctly, that guy is literally risking his life. Yeah, he had a lot of complications, I think, with blood vessels and whatnot because of that. And, you know, they were thinking he almost, you know, might have lost his foot. They almost had to do an amputation. So just seeing him back, that's why it was, you know, such a big deal. So... Talk about mental toughness. I mean, if you go through an injury like that and then he comes in a game like that in that type of situation and still, you know, throws what? Like a, what was it? A 60-yard bomb to uh, to Terry McLaurin? And, yeah. you know, he played all right. 
you know, I think he's the definite ad. Uh, you know, to me, you know, he's a starting quarterback, but he's played very well throughout the, his career. He's not the the flashy quarterback. He's more the game manager type quarterback, but, uh, you know, he gets it done and he'll get you some consistent points. He's not going to get you that high 30, 40, but he'll get you the 15, 20s on a consistent basis because he just doesn't do that high volume uh, uh, touchdown and throwing all the time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, definitely, um, you know, it's just kind of sticking with the quarterbacks there as well there too. Um, I'm going to go back to Tua that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, he had a great game. And like I, you know, I mentioned the stats earlier. I won't, you know, kind of go into it. But, you know, if he's available and you need a quarterback coming up on bye weeks, I know Matt Ryan's on a bye this week. So, you know, it would probably be really important, uh, you know, if you want to take a look at one of those guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are definitely uh, quarterback ads. Tua had a these the really you know like his breakout game for a rookie, and uh, and you know let's wait to see if he, he continues that, those numbers. But you know those are good signs, and uh, the team was playing very well. You know with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, so it was just a matter of time for him to settle into the system, uh, into the you know the game the the playbook, and get this timing done with his wide receivers. You know, and that happened pretty quickly, honestly. So you yeah. know the you know. You know, uh, brighter days ahead for him. Yeah, he's a baller, and um, he just—he he looks like he can play. So you know, we'll see. Defenses adjust to him. You know, once they start game planning, we'll see how he adjusts, and you know, we'll kind of go from there. So just kind of getting into some more injuries here. Uh, you know, we saw Justin Jackson go down with a knee injury. I think on the first play of the of the game, got kind of blocked awkwardly low, and he was out for the whole game. I know there's a lot of managers. I think. Uh, you might have even, I think, started him this oh, week. Yeah, and uh, put that up a hurt giant me goose tremendously. Egg. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I expected obviously somebody to be in there, a warm body. I didn't want, you know, I didn't think he was going to give me a twenty-point game, but a ten-point game would have been decent, and that's all I kind of needed from him. And yeah, I, it, it, he was just not non-existent. So you know, we'll keep an eye on him, see what's really going on there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, next man up, right? Absolutely. And speaking of that next man, we have a Kellen Balage sighting, you know, right. <laughs> I don't know if everybody remembers, but this is the guy in Miami um, under Adam Gase who couldn't do anything. And then maybe now we know why Adam Gase was trying to uh, trade, I think, Le'Veon Bell or something for him and trying to get him up there on the Jets when Miami released him. They couldn't find anybody. I think he failed his physical. So the trade didn't go through. Uh, he gets cut and now makes a, a sighting here in week nine. And, you know, if you're hurting for running backs, you know, you might want to take a look at him. Yeah, that's that's a desperation, though. As, as you mentioned, he's never shown that he could carry the load or, you know, just not consistent, not, you know. It, 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 but you were right. Hey, he's a starting running back, and if you need one, uh, he'll get you some points possibly. Yeah, and I mean, with that aerial attack there, you know, Herbert's still doing his thing, slinging the ball all over the yard. You know, that opens up those run lanes. And, you know, he had 15 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. He had another two catches for 15 yards out of the backfield. So he will catch the ball and, you know, put up 14.4 fantasy points. So, you know, again, if you're hurting for a running back, got a guy on bye week, um, he might be, you know, worth an ad. Keep an eye on that injury news with Justin Jackson. 
So for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Speaking of these running backs, man, it seems like every running back now is going down. We had two running backs go down with concussions, two feature running backs, uh, David Montgomery and David Johnson. If your name was David, you got your bell rung this Sunday. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your name was David. You're in trouble. And yeah, I mean, I have David Montgomery in the league as well, and that's not good. You know, what I mean, I need to have him uh, playing. He's a PPR player. He does phenomenal in PPR. Uh, I know that uh, standards probably not the greatest, the greatest, but you know, definitely you got to k- keep an eye on these things. Yeah, and as far as I mean, we all know that Tariq Cohen's gone for the year with that ACL, and we didn't see any running back record a carry. A rushing attempt in the game. Uh, Ryan Nall and Artavis Pierce, the only other two running backs listed in the game. Nall was used in the passing game. He went four for four for 35 and a touchdown. So he's being used in the passing game. But I don't think there's any run game, you know, here in Chicago. So you might have to kind of look elsewhere. And that's just a tough blow to that backfield. And, you know, on that note, uh, in Chicago also, um, you know, uh, uh, give me a second. Let me think about it. Robinson got hurt as well. Ah. Uh, the wide receiver for Chicago there. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, but I know that he had to get out of the game for a little bit and. That could be some issues going forward. You know what I mean? If they got, you know, Robinson's been their man. And uh, if David Montgomery's out, you know, hopefully Robinson got more looks. But at this point, if he's injured, what are we looking at, you know? Yeah. I just kind of looked that up right now. I don't see any major, any updates there. So maybe he just maybe got dinged up and came back. But uh, they're not mentioning it now. But, yeah, if he's uh, he's dinged up, you know, that's going to be a definite hit to that offense overall. So you guys definitely might have to look into these other waiver wire ads and uh, take a look at, you know, some of these guys that we've been talking about here. So um, again, you know, going with the Davids, we're looking for the other DJ, you know, in Houston, uh, Duke Johnson as a replacement there for David Johnson. And, you know, I think he's just kind of plug and play. Hopefully you had him or go grab him off the waiver wire. If you are the David Johnson owner, you know, I don't think he's really too much of a, you know, waiver wire priority again given they are just concussions i don't want to say just concussions because they are very serious but you know we have seen guys you know get cleared and come back you know um within a week so uh definitely keep an eye on it and you know again these guys may not even play this next sunday so just buyer beware (laughs) all right another wide receiver that we saw go down preston williams I was kind of playing against Devontae Parker. I was loving it that every time they were throwing the ball, it was going to Preston Williams and not Devontae Parker. And then he goes out, and then all of a sudden they start throwing to Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, right? So kind of cost <laughs> me the game that. there. <laughs> kind of cost me a game, no lie. Uh, shout out to Balzac, uh, two, two and seven now, I think, in the league. Uh, got his yeah, first win back. last he's week. He's making a comeback. Yeah, two, two win streak now, taking me down. Second place, shout out right there. And, um, you know, uh, definitely going to bump up, you know, Devontae Parker there. So, um, you know, we saw Jaheim Grant kind of get a little more looks. But I think ultimately, you know, we kind of just see 
you know, to a start, you know, throwing to Parker. Yeah. And he's, he's the better, you know, the seasoned vet now, really basically over there. He's, he's proven Devonta Parker is a good wide receiver. It's, it's showing that, that, you know, with this better quarterback play and whatnot, that, that he could produce, you know, uh, yeah, Jakeem Grant probably will definitely get some looks. I mean, they, that, you know, wide receiver three flex must, you know, desperate at, you know, if that's what the situation is on your team, that's who you would look at next. But, but I'm pretty sure Devontae Parker's rostered, so you know, not too much to chase after. Right. And uh, speaking with uh, some other pass catchers there, we had Jack Doyle also go down with another concussion. Got these defenses hitting hard, I guess, this Sunday. And uh, that, what do you think about Moali Cox or Trey Burton? Who do you think gets a look there? Uh, I think Moali Cox probably starts getting the looks again. He was the hot hand early on, and then it seemed like Trey Burton took over. But I would, you know, I'm going to guess on the Moali side. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning with you there too. Um, I kind of caught a part of that game where we saw Moali Cox get. Um, Pass interference in on in the end zone, and I think that's what led to the Jonathan Taylor touchdown, and you know that one yard plunge, and they were kind of looking good early against Baltimore, uh, but then Baltimore just kind of came back and shut them down, and you know that uh that indie backfield now is kind of you know looking looking like a mess, so you know you kind of want to maybe keep your eye on Jordan Wilkins, you know. He got, I think, 11 carries to Jonathan Taylor's six carries. I think that's a full-blown running back by committee there. Oh, yeah. That's a mess over there. Uh, You know, who are you going to choose and who's going to get the ball, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's not looking good. I was really liking Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Indianapolis has a great, you know, running schedule um, for the rest of the year. Very nice playoff, you know, setup. But now, you know, it's not, it's not looking great. So, you know, again, if you are that Jonathan Taylor owner, I think you have to go get Wilkins if he's still out there. I don't think he's rostered on too many leagues right now. I think he's picked up an R's, though, Frank. Um, oh, yeah. I think somebody picked him up. But, again, it's, uh, man, it's just a mess. You know what I mean? Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. You're, you're hoping you're you're hoping on a prayer that your guy gets the ball at the goal line to get the touchdown, or that he actually gets a touchdown. And beyond that, you're getting five to eight points. Yeah, you know that's that's kind of where it is. So you know, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. See how it goes. Maybe they give him another chance. Give him another twenty touches. See what he does with it. Um, you know, if not, you know, this might be just that three-headed monster. And, um, you know, for fantasy purposes, we're probably steering the ship away. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> another guy I kind of wanted to, to mention here was uh, J.D. McKissick. You know, I know we don't play in PPR leagues ourselves, but he did have 14 targets. You know, we all know Alex Smith loves to check down to his running backs. You know, that is the big knock on him. He doesn't take those, you know, chances down the field. So that does result into nine catches for, you know, out of 14 targets for 45 yards for McKissick. So those of you listening that play in those PPR leagues, you know, you probably definitely want to take a look at him. I don't think he was really rostered. And I would have rather have him than, you know, uh, the last guy. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name right now. Uh, Wilkinson. Oh, yeah. 
I would rather have J.D. McKissick at this point than Wilkinson because you're right. Alex Smith will be thrown to him. He'll get more touches uh, and be, you know, just a better overall option for you. Absolutely. And they're going up against New York, Detroit, and Cincinnati, their next three games. So, Oh, there you go. Gravy. Yeah. So that might be good. You know, although, you know, and, and uh, Antonio Gibson did have a pretty good game. But again, when they're facing that, you know, negative game script, you know, if it is high scoring, then, you know, McKissick's going to be out there. And what about Jake Lutton? I'll actually call him by his first name and last name when you throw for 305 and two, well, and one touchdown and you run for another touchdown. He did have a pick in there, but not bad. Started the game off with that 73 yard bomb to DJ Chark and kind of, they tried to not look back. They rallied at the end and they just came back. He led them down, got the game tying touchdown, and they just missed on the two point conversion. But man, what a game. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought, right? So maybe this is, bodes well for the right receiving core over there. Obviously, Shark was a beneficiary this, uh, this time around. But, uh, you know, if he gets the nod and continues to start this way, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on and a possible add as a quarterback. Yeah, I don't know, Frank, if you were uh, on the last podcast when I mentioned, you know, it was going to, I think, go one of two ways. He was either going to bomb or either DJ, you know, Chark took him and hit him in the uh, broom closet and threatened him and told him he better throw him the ball. And I think I projected about uh, 15 targets and I came up a little short. He did have 12 targets. So maybe something something like that did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's a, it's the wake-up speech. It's like, hey, you're taking over the team now, right? Right. He's like, throw me the ball and we'll we'll do fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got you. Right? <laughs> I got you. So, yeah, so don't forget those, you know, those guys also you're taking a look at uh, to add um, off the waiver wire, those guys that didn't play last week. You know, take a look at Austin Hooper. He's coming off that bye week, you know, with uh, Cleveland. You know, maybe uh, Baker Mayfield's shoulders a little more rested up and uh, he could be coming out throwing. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, these guys are uh... – you know, potential ads, you know, I think that, you know, if they, if they need a quarterback or, you know, you just have room on your bench, you know, you want to stash these guys and or start them if you, you know, if you're a guy that's not performing or depending on matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple other ones, you know, out there here and there, you know, definitely, definitely send us your questions about them. You know, I, I kind of just want to go ahead and get into some questions. I'm sure we'll touch on some of these other ads here. So um, unless you have anything else, uh, what do you feel about? Well, I wanted to give the, the, the other ad that we we kind of touched on Jordan Wilkins already, Curtis Samuel. We mentioned those guys. Uh, we mentioned J.D. McKissick, you know, another guy there. Uh, but Nick Chubb coming back from injury, he's, a, you know, next guy, you know, next guy up because I know they're going to be on a bye. And then after that buy, should be back to start. So, you know, be ready for him to come back for, on your roster. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to Wayne Gallman. Actually, uh, I forgot to mention that guy, too. I just thought about him. <laughs> uh, he actually had a pretty decent game. Um, he was a pickup uh, and uh, performed better than expected. And uh, maybe he'll, you know, keep the role for a little while. Yeah. 14 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. There you go. I mean... 
you know, it, that's that's a you know decent game. I mean, it's not nothing spectacular, but it definitely you know RB two and or flex play get you by through a week. Yeah, not bad. And um, I don't know if you even knew this, but Alfred Morris got nine <laughs> rushes for sixty seven yards and even caught a ball out of the backfield. Last wow, yeah, he's playing an outsiding, huh? Niners, yeah, but. I guess he's still chugging along. Maybe he's the next Frank Gore. Yeah, who knows? He sticks around. I, it, you know, I wish he would have had a better opportunity at Dallas when he moved there from, uh, you know, the Redskins. But he, you know, obviously due to Zeke and everybody that we had, he had to take the back seat. But he honestly, I think he was he had a thousand uh, yards with us as well uh, the season he was with Dallas and uh, uh, one of them. Uh, and, you know, they just didn't keep him on board. But, yeah, I mean, if he's he's out there. <laughs> I'm not touching him, but good no, for no. Alfred Morris. No, no, I wouldn't <laughs> be touching him. But, hey, you know, you know, yeah, he's, he's the longevity, you know what I mean? Shout out. Absolutely. So what do you think about some Q&A? You down? Let's do it. Q&A. Awesome. Awesome. Let's Q&A session. It's my favorite part of the show. Love getting into the Q&As. We're helping you guys get your lineups right. This is Get Right Fantasy Football. That's what we do. So we appreciate you for sending in your questions. This first one I'm going to ask you, Frankie, comes from Dispense. Do I drop M. Brown for Tim Patrick? I'm assuming because we're talking wide receiver, that's Marquise Hollywood Brown for Tim Patrick. Uh, you know, that's a tough one. Tim Patrick did have a pretty decent game. Is he going to continue doing that? I would I would take a shot at him. I mean, they're pretty much the same player, honestly. Uh, and But I think Tim, Tim Patrick has a better upside. Yeah, I probably have to agree. You know, with Drew Locke throwing the way he is, you know, the new Drew, as we uh, talked about at the top <laughs> the of the show. Drew, yeah. <laughs> the he's going to be throwing yes. the ball around. And frankly, right now, Lamar Jackson's not throwing the ball around. So I'd take Tim Patrick. Yeah, All right. it, it, Lamar Jackson's doing the run-pass option a lot, and it's mostly him keeping the ball or actually handing it off, and yeah, less throwing, a lot, of, not not too much going out to the wide receivers, and he hasn't been very accurate when he has been throwing too. Right, right. So, next question. This one is by Bag Ten, and that's Bag with two G's. We have which tight end do I drop? Ebron or Fant? Oh. Good one. Yeah, no, that's rough. Ebron just had a touchdown. Full disclosure, Fant did get hurt. We didn't mention him in our injuries, and I haven't really heard too much about it, but I was watching that game. I saw him go down with that kind of look like an ankle or a knee. He came up hobbling, and I don't think he came back for the rest of the game. I think that's kind of partially why Jerry Judy, you know, started going off. So I'd watch the injury news. Personally, if fans hurt again, I'm probably dropping fan. Yeah. The fan got an ankle injury. It looks like, um, so, you know, yeah. And it, I mean, due to that, it's probably fan. Uh, I know that Ebron was off to a good start, then got hurt, came back and he got his touchdown. So, you know, you know, and he's on Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh's rolling. So yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pittsburgh's rolling. Uh, you know, so definitely, you know, I would probably take Ebron over him. Good one. 
Thanks, Bag. All right. So we have drop Debo Samuel for T. Higgins. And this is in a standard redraft league. And this is by Lloyd Braun. Shout out to Lloyd Braun. Frankie, what are we doing? Debo? Standard redraft league. I'm going to go with T. Higgins uh, because he's on a team that passes more versus Debo Samuel, who's on a run heavy team. Uh, but Debo Samuel, I think, you know, talent-wise, maybe has him over on T. Higgins. But T. Higgins has been doing very well. So, T. Higgins for me. Nice. I hate to keep agreeing with you, but uh, I, I will do so again, uh, Mr. Lloyd Braun. I would go with T. Higgins. Um, I, it, I can't tell you who's going to be throwing the ball there in San Francisco, you know, with no George Kittle. You know, kind of looks like some positive upside for Debo. But you know, if you can't throw the ball, I don't want to. I don't want to trust it. So I'll go with the guy that's slinging the ball almost, you know, forty to sixty times a game. Give me T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 getting thrown around over there for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So our next question comes in also by Bag Ten with two G's. We have: Is Kalen Balage worth my number one waiver pickup? Or should I use it for CD Lamb? Uh. <laughs> you know, See, without knowing the rest of the, his roster, I I would go with CD. He's still even with uh, the quarterbacks. He's on a four-string quarterback and still was able to get a touchdown. Uh, but then again, Kalen is a running back and. But he's just never produced, so I'm still going to go with C.D. Lamb. I mean, right off the bat, I was just thinking, I was like, what has he ever done? You know, and, and C.D.'s on his rookie year, and he's still probably looking better than Caleb Balazs ever has. Yeah, uh, I probably have to agree. I think if you're looking for something more long-term, I would definitely go C.D. Lamb. If you need a running back, you know, for this week, I'd go Caleb Balazs. Personally, I don't think either one of these guys are worth a number one waiver pickup. You know, depending no. on what your you know team is like, and I'm assuming you have a pretty good team if you're sitting at that number one waiver wire pickup because you haven't you know needed to make these waiver moves. So I would just probably hold on to that number one waiver and wait for one of those league I mean, to come through. I mean, if he wants to mention another uh, another name on there, I mean, can you can you get some of the other guys that we mentioned earlier? That's who I would probably target instead of these two guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, absolutely. So, um, next question comes in by Jay Garza525. Jay Garza asks, Mike Davis is on the wire. Do I drop, or who do I drop for him? His running backs are Zeke, J-Rob, James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Rojo, Gurley, and David Montgomery. He also has Tyree Kill, Bobby Trees, Devontae Parker, Cole Beasley, and Antonio Brown. And he mentions that nobody's really accepting trades because I'm sure you're thinking like I am, Frankie. Make a trade with those running backs first. Oh, yeah. he's He's got a good set of running backs that he could probably turn out to, you know, turn that over to a better player. But, I mean, at this point, Rojo has lost his mojo. 
<laughs> so Mike Davis, it is, you know, that's who I would be dropping out of that group of running backs that he has. Uh, yeah, no more mojo for Rojo. So that's my guy. Nice. Uh, well, I think we might finally uh, disagree here on one. And uh, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. I think with the reemergence of John Brown into that lineup, you know, was a big reason for Josh Allen to have the game that he had. And, you know, to me, you know, we saw Cole Beasley. He just went down, you know, to only three catches for 39 yards. You know, John Brown slipped right back in to those 11 targets. You know, he caught eight of those for 99 yards. So I think out of that group, I'd rather have the upgrade from running back to wide receiver because of position scarcity. So I would drop Beasley for Mike Davis. Yeah, but then he ends up with how many running backs? <laughs> you can never have too many running backs. I think yeah. I had seven running backs and I felt like I didn't have enough. <laughs> yeah, but at some point you got to have balance and or backups for your guys. I mean, it depends on who's all gone through the bye weeks and everything else too as well. Because, I mean, you might put yourself in a position where now you have to drop another guy just to fill in the bye week. Well, uh, think so... about this. He has Zeke, J-Rob, Sanders, Rojo, Gurley, David Montgomery. Zeke's hurt. He was questionable, right? He played, but barely. Split in time. Has a hammy. We don't know what's going on there. Robinson's obviously a starter. Miles Sanders yeah. has been hurt for the last ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Rojo's losing his job. Yeah. Nobody really likes Gurley. And David's out with a, a concussion, Montgomery. So yeah. are you sure he doesn't have enough running backs, Frank? Are you sure? <laughs> well, he's got a lot of hurt running backs, but they'll come. I mean, you, all you need to do is start J-Rob and Gurley, and you'll be fine. And these other guys will be back for him soon enough, and then he'll be have, have a full rotation. Uh, but, I mean, you've made a good point, you know. Beasley did not get the licks, but that's, that could be a, a anomaly. It could be a one game thing. And again, a game strip, you know, so I, I'm still thinking Rojo lost the job. I don't think he's worth holding on to anymore at this point. Nice. All right. Jay Garza, five, two, five. Frankie says, get rid of Rojo. He's not worth it. I say Beasley has to go either way. I think we're in agreement that Mike Davis should be on your roster because you can never have enough running back running backs yeah for sure (laughs) all right so we're gonna get to our next question here we have kenny with a million y's at the end of it actually four to be exact kenny with four y's he asks drop one mckinnon or madison or gus edwards and this isn't a ppr redraft league and he's not the cook owner you drop one a PPR redraft. Gus McKinnon. Jared McKinnon. He's not getting many looks, touches, anything. I would probably go with the upside on Gus Edwards, and Madison is just a handcuff that you need to have in case Cook ever goes down. He has way more upside than McKinnon or Gus at that point. You know what I mean? So yeah. Gus is working towards being a starter. McKinnon is in a running back by committee at best, and he stays injured. And when he comes back, Boaster comes back, he loses the job anyways. So, yeah, McKinnon is my guy. Gone. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both agreeing that Madison is definitely staying. I can make an argument either way for Gus Edwards or uh, McKinnon. I think the edge for me 
because it is PPR, I'm going to lean towards McKinnon and I'm going to look at dropping Edwards. And that's just because, again, Lamar Jackson's not throwing. I mean, he is kind of getting rushes, but it looks like J.K. Dobbins is taking over that backfield. And, you know, I think once Mostert gets back and they have more of that one-two punch, I think McKinnon can still produce once he gets his running mate back. So we kind of got a split decision there, Kenny, with four wise. Frankie saying McKinnon, I'm saying Gus. Exactly. (laughs) All right. This guy's name is R. Skies. And he or she asks, John Brown was dropped. Who do I drop for him? Rager, Dobbins, or Geo? And this person does have Mixon. Who is still injured. Is he still injured? I thought he came back and already played the other, this next game. No, uh, he didn't. Uh, he didn't play. They were on a bye week this last week. We haven't had any updates since they've been on that bye. So you know, we probably won't get anything until the end of Wednesday. So if you need to drop oh, somebody, wow. yeah. So pending you know, on this that week, news, <laughs> that that throws. Oh, that's. Now, do you like John Brown for Rager, Dobbins, or Geo? Considering I think this Rager's the on owner. the rise. He's on the rise. Um. You just mentioned Dobbins taking over the backfield over there with, you know, Gus Edwards over there. So you can never have enough running backs, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and Geo's, he's a starter right now. Uh, if Mixon doesn't play, you got, you should start him. He's, he produces. That's, that's a, it's an easy start for me, at least. I'd feel yeah. confident in doing that. And then he's, he's performed well in, while he's, been, you know, uh, while Mixon's been out. So, wow. Would you just would is it worth picking up John Brown? That's kind of uh, where know, I'm at this point, uh, I'm thinking at this point, stick with your guys. <laughs> I mean, why? I mean, if it's a desperate, you know, I, I think Rager's going to get you what John Brown has, you know, or you know, and Dobbins is upside, and Geo if Mixon's out, and and he and you have Mixon anyway, so you got to handcuff that guy. At least for now, while he is out, and if you don't know he's going to play, you definitely start Geo. I'd, 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 you know, I'd venture to say Geo's going to outscore Dobbin. So, I mean, why would you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> don't don't do anything. <laughs> hey, these are these are the questions you know that our our listeners are asking us. You know, this is why we get paid the big bucks to right? help them get their lineups right. You know, this that was a head scratcher. I had to talk yeah. myself through that whole situation right there, but. Yeah, it's what we yeah. do here. Yeah, that's would, what we do. I would probably not do anything. I mean, geez, sometimes you're you're overthinking it, and uh, you know you outplay yourselves as managers, and you you know those last minute moves that people make, uh, and and you're you're not playing daily fantasy, you're playing the league. So start your starters type attitude. So you know stay the course, and sometimes you don't do the ad the ads that just because the guy's out there, do you really need him? Is it going to benefit your team? Is it going to hurt your team by adding them? Like, Yeah, no, and I agree. I mean, right now I have running back PTSD. So like <laughs> I said, I can't. I have seven running backs and still feel like I don't have enough. And, you know, again, that's going to be kind of a running thing with me. As you know, I'm very running back eccentric, and I can't get me enough running backs. So I'd leave John Brown, you know, there. It's tough. But I think you're okay there with Rager. He has a very good schedule coming up. 
um, I'd stick with stick with what you got there. Yeah, good question. All right, moving on. So, next question comes to us from Nuke De Bomb, and I'm Nuke. sure they're referring to D Hop over there in Arizona, laying it down. Bad week this week, but still laying it down. Good wide receiver, one elite. Yeah, week. for sure. Nuke De Bomb asks, "Would you get Duke Johnson Jr. or Belage? I have the number one waiver claim. Seems to be kind of a running theme here." Do we have any guy that you feel? Well, let me have you answer the question first. Uh, Duke Johnson or Belage? Duke Johnson. Uh, I like the one he was with the Browns. He's produced more than Belage. And he just seems to be a better running back Um, and probably a better situation. Uh, I mean, shoot. If if those are your choices, (laughs) you know what I mean? That. And you're, this is, yeah, this is where you're at. You know, at some point you maybe got battered by injuries. You guys are on a bye and this is all that's left because you guys got like Anthony holding seven to eight running backs. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened, man. These are the scraps we're dealing with, but yeah. Trade take a look you can, at this, man. You know, if you, if you, you know, you were the owner, they had a couple guys go down. Uh, I would say Duke Johnson is my go. Nice. Um, I would say out of the two, I would agree uh, to go with Duke Johnson. You know, when he came in for relief, he got 16 carries, a pedestrian 41 yards. That's only a 2.6 average, uh, but he did score a touchdown. He was involved in the passing game, as you alluded to in Cleveland. We know he can pass. He was the third down back there, um, four for four, and th- another 32 yards. He did lose that fumble, which was a little costly, um, but still ended the day with 11.3 fantasy points. So... Again, yeah, it, you're getting a guy like this off the wire. Though. Yeah. And uh, again, if you're getting a guy off the wire that's getting 16 touches, you know, getting goal line work and getting four catches out of the out of the backfield, you know, I, I'd take a shot at him. Now, is he worth a number one waiver claim? I don't think so. You know, maybe if you just had McCaffrey go down and, you know, Mike Davis is already taken, you know, maybe you do have to spend your number one pick and in that case, I would go with David Johnson or Duke Johnson. I'm sorry. And, you know, I hope all this hate towards Belash doesn't come back and bite us on the ass and he has a you know it is. Uh, just because we're just like, nah, he's not the guy. You know what I mean? But honestly, right. yeah, I think history will repeat itself and he will show that he's not the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, who knows what was going on. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still not trusting it. I have to see it for another game. And again, I'll sit here next week on next Monday and tell you I stand corrected and say you need to go get this guy if he turns out another game. You know, if Justin Jackson is is not playing and for some reason they're not trusting in Josh Kelly, you know, to me, I'd rather go get Josh Kelly, you know, over Balash. Uh, I think after a week of practice, you know, I think he has a better shot of, of having a feature role. But anyway, I digress. Next question comes to us from Pat Marr. Jahomi, Patmar Jahomi asks, Dallas Goddard is sitting on waivers. Should I drop Austin Hooper for him? They already have Gianno Smith. Goddard for Hooper. Kind of as your number two. Yeah, well, John had a bad game this last game, too. I'd go with Goddard. I'd, I'd drop Hooper for him. Uh, Goddard 
is in a very good position now. He'll be the only one over there, and Philly's flagging the ball, uh, and the quarterback play has been improving week after week. Um, so I think he has a lot of upside and more upside than Hooper. And if you already have John, you, you, I mean, you, then now you got two guys that you're just playing matchups with to start with. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd have to uh, agree. You know, I don't really trust the Cleveland offense as far as throwing the ball. You know, we all had high expectations for Hooper. You know, OBJ goes down. You know, of course, there's a couple extra targets available. They seem to kind of go towards him for the first couple games. You know, they're coming off the bye. They're going to have Nick Chubb back. I think they kind of slide Kareem Hunt kind of more so into that slot role. I think that's how they prefer to play. And so I think that, you know, leaves Hooper out of the mix. I think Goddard walks into a way bigger role, especially if Ertz is still out. So I'd say, yeah, I would make that move and swap Goddard for Hooper. Yeah, and I was just looking at his stats and basically his fantasy points, and he's got one, one and a half, 2.2, 2.5. Had one good game at Dallas, 9.4. And that, that's as high of the season, 5.7, 5.2. And the last two games are literally zero and zero. So <laughs> mm. I I would not even be worried about dropping Hooper at this point. You know, go for the upside on Goddard, and you're more than likely going to be happier than this guy. You know what I mean? Right. No, and I like that. See, Frankie brings the stats. I'm just telling you from my gut and what I see. He backs it up with the stats, and that's why we get your lineups right, ladies and gentlemen. Next question comes from Dougie Fresh 26 Do I drop Hollywood Brown to pick up Curtis Samuel? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Curtis, Curtis Samuel is just the upside and how he's playing, and, um, you know, just overall points in the last few games he's got 11 17 and 20 last three games uh yeah i would go go get curtis samuel for sure yeah good call man i'm uh i would agree after those nine catches on nine targets for over 100 and touchdown they still put him in the backfield i think he had three carries for like 13 yards as well i know we got to look inside the green zone i think as they call it within the 10 or something like that and, you know, I would, uh, you know, kind of take a look at Samuel. Again, I don't see them really throwing the ball here. So we'll see. All right. Last question here, and we'll wrap her up. This last one is being asked by, oh, gonna, this is going to be a tough one, Spontane 201? We'll say that's what it is. Spontane Spontan. 201 asks, I'm going to be five and four after this week. I have the number one waiver. Should I drop Justin Jackson for Mike Davis? We know Mike Davis is going to be the big asked about ad in question this week. They say he has Kamara, he has Connor, has Gurley, and Madison. Do I drop? Jackson or Mike Davis? Not knowing the problem with Jackson is the problem here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
what's what's the injury? Because Jackson's been played very well, and if you could hold on to him, you kind of keep you know riding the bus, right? But without knowing his injury status, you know it's that's a toss up. You know, Mike Davis has definitely you know been you know playing well when CMC's out. Is CMC's out? Is he? You know what I mean? Like at this point, is he going to play next week? You're, it is, that's a pure gamble. I, you almost want to stick with the starter. If he is out a week or two, it looks like he has the depth to be able to like put him on the bench and start Kamara and Gurley or Connor and ride with those guys and then see what happens with Justin Jackson versus having Mike Davis, who may or may not get touches. And if he does get touches, maybe uh, he's splitting some with CMC a little bit. Or CMC comes back, and then Mike Davis is not existent again, and you already got Madison as a handcuff to Cook. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think he. I wouldn't do anything at that point. I would just stand put. Yeah, I, I probably have to agree with you there. Uh, again, we don't really truly know the severity of Christian McCaffrey's entry. You know, it could be anything from, you know, a little, you know, kind of bruise little thing that he got. You know, just a little shaken up, a little stinger. Yeah, stinger. That's um, what I was about to or, say, stinger. You know, maybe even a little cracked ribs a little bit, or he could have a, a broken clavicle and be out for the year. Um, you know, we, we don't know because everyone's kind of hush hush. And when things kind of get like this, I do get a little worried. Um, again, as the McCaffrey owner, you know, you just hope, you know, you definitely do it if you're the owner of McCaffrey. But again, if you're sitting with Connor and Kamara, you know, Gurley, who's, you know, still you know, low in RB1, high in RB2. And then again, you kind of have your handcuff there with Madison. I I think, again, Jackson, you know, he'll be back in two weeks. And I don't think, you know, again, based on our questions today, that we're thinking Balazs is any threat to his job once he does come back healthy. See, what we did here is we found the line for Mike Davis. Is, is he worth these guys? Is worth those guys? You know, yeah, Davis is is an ad if you don't have these type of running backs on your on your bench, or if you have other more injuries that would be happening on your bench, and or if you knew uh, what was going on with these guys. That's the other big you know question mark is how long, if any time, will CMC be out, and also how long, if any time, will Jackson be out? You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a toss up. So you know, Mike Davis is the healthy guy, but will he get playing time? So I would say stand pat. Yeah, I think we're in we're in agreement there. We agreed a lot today. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, those some of those there were hard questions. There were yeah. hard questions, but Tough decisions. Hey. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, Frankie, unless there's anything else you have to say, you got anything for us? Anything we leave out? Uh, s- send us send us your questions if you got any lineup questions or you know add drop questions. Send them in. That was a lot of fun. I want to thank Frank. Big shout out. Appreciate you, man. Shout out to Dustin. Couldn't make it with us tonight, but I'm sure we'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesdays, we're coming at you with Buy, Sell, Trade. Probably the last trade show of the year. Most fantasy trade deadlines are this Saturday. I know that's how it is for our league. So we're definitely going to get into it. So again, thanks to Frank. Thanks to all of you guys. Appreciate doing the Q&A. 
you have any questions, send them to us and we'll get them here and help you get your lineups right. So until next time, you can roll those sleeves down, Rasta out.